Thank you for clicking on the Randomly Reviewed podcast. Please note this podcast does contain adult humour and content that some listeners may find offensive. New episodes are released weekly. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can tweet us at Randomly Reviews or search Randomly Reviews podcast on Facebook for our Facebook page. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Randomly Reviewed Podcast, where each week we review something randomly. This week we reviewed Midnight in Paris. On the podcast this week is Mark, Zell and Jennings. Well, how's your week been? Mark. Good night. Did you go and see Jim? No. Did you go to the gym? No. I've been ill. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> drank a lot and was violently sick everywhere. And I've had indigestion since. That's understandable. You've probably got a hemorrhoid. <laughs> in, that, in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, maybe. That's the one. <laughs> Couldn't remember what I was thinking of. Zell. Hello. How was your week? Obviously, you didn't come down on Saturday. No. It was all right. My sister came down for a few days. Oh, yeah. Got her to watch Bojack so I could watch it again. I forgot the don't stop dancing bit in the penultimate episode was also in the bit with the girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know the song that Sarah Lynn sings before oh, she jumps into the portal? Yeah. It was sung by Diaz in one of Bojack's hallucinations. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's from that. And I'm like, okay. So I keep, every time you watch it, you keep noticing something different, which is the sound of a good show. That's mm. good. I'm rewatching that at the minute. You're rewatching Bojack? Uh, I'm watching The Americans. Oh, don't. It's not good. Um, it's just something on the background while I work. Um, I'm not that bothered about it. I don't know any of the characters' names. And, oh, but apart from that, they're all called, they've got the surname of Jennings. And that's the only thing I know. What? Their surnames are Jennings in the show. And the wife is called Elizabeth Jennings. Oh. Hmm? Yeah. That's some fun facts for you right there. Yeah. I got bored of it halfway through season two or three, I think, because I'm like, ugh. I never start watching it. I was told to watch it by somebody, but... It's like the man in the high castle. The first season was interesting, and then it just goes downhill. I got, well, I got, I got bored of that as well, after like the first episode. I never watched it. <clears throat> yeah, but you called me over Fiora Jennings for a good couple of yeah, months after watching it. Because that, char- that, that was the best character. Over Fiora Jennings. The Nazi. <laughs> but apparently they kill- killed him in season four. Spoilers. No one's going to watch it. <laughs> and if they do, it's shit after season one anyway. <laughs> um, I've stopped playing Hades. Any reason why? Because I want to play it on my PlayStation, and it's not out yet. It might not be out. It's on the Switch and PC, so... Oh. If it's on the Switch, I don't know if it will come to PlayStation. It's timed exclusive, I'm guessing, um, because it's on PC as well, so... And it's an (coughs) indie. And all their other games are on PlayStation as well, so... Uh, It should... It'll just be time until it actually goes on the... Uh, Yeah, so... Like Resident Evil 4. That wasn't a good game. 
Resident Evil 4 was an amazing game. Mm, no, none of them were good. Like, one was alright, but I preferred Dino Crisis. I played a bit of Resident Evil 7. Um, it's not bad. I wouldn't mind playing that in VR, but I'd be afraid I'd shit myself. I played the Umbrella Chronicles on the Wii, I think. Yeah, I've got that too. That's good. Yeah, but that's just a, like dead, uh, House of the Dead or that's Time Crisis. It. That's why I liked it. Oh, fucking Time Crisis. I love Time Crisis. Best time in arcade. I miss arcade. How was your week over fear, Jennings? Uh, it was fun. Uh, I uh, did the D&D night and that was about it. Um I had a poo, which was good. If I said to you, I make that bitch walk with a cheesecake, what does that mean? <laughs> I'll make that bitch walk with a cheesecake? Yeah. Um, I would make It means that... Um, uh, what I would think it would mean <laughs> would mean that she'd have to walk carefully. Why? So she doesn't disturb the cheesecake. <laughs> I think that makes sense. But it's from a rap song, so I don't think he cares about that. No, I think it's like he wants her to put a posture out and her arse out. And Why would her arse be out when she's carrying not, cheesecake? Not actually out, but popping out. Like, <laughs> popping out. So she's walking with a purpose. <laughs> she doesn't need cheesecake for that. I could just say walk, maybe, bitch, and then she'd walk. Maybe he's putting cheesecake on her arse. And then she's got to walk. Did it just rhyme with the next line? I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> what rap song is it from? Um, some shitty Chris Brown one. Of course. Chris Brown, the wife beater. Or if I said... What was the other, what was the other line? Wake me up inside. What does that mean? <laughs> well, when you're inside, someone wakes you up. <laughs> I think it means put your penis in me. <laughs> Yeah, but the next line of that is, save me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a rape victim who's doing this song. No, she what? wouldn't want a penis inside her if she was a rape victim. She'd want it we, away from her. Yeah, so wake me up inside, save me. So well, that's he dude, being raped. Uh, no, like Kelly Gutter's asleep. A penis inside will wake it up. <laughs> and then how and save it. From what? From boring life. Yeah, from boredom. <laughs> wake me up inside. Okay, now that we've discussed stuff that was on my mind, we can carry on with this shit. Yay! So, Midnight in Paris, um, listener suggestion. Yeah, Burr's. Happy birthday, Burr. Yeah, just happens Burr. to be his birthday today while we're recording this, which is a weird coincidence. No, oh, that it. you're taking credit for. Planned it. it. No, you didn't. It was supposed to be on Saturday. No, no, but I didn't no, no, I planned it. No, I planned it. I planned it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I planned it. Can't prove otherwise. I mean, if he t- cuts the bits out where he says I planned it, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just going to leave the parts in where you say you planned it, but not say what you planned. <laughs> I planned it. I planned it. Just be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're like in Paris. I planned it. <laughs> say it after everything. I planned it. She's dead now. I planned it. <laughs> that one probably is true. Um, so we did fact file. Uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of a fact file. I haven't got into Woody Allen's murky history. Oh, why? <laughs> I wish I'd done that fact file. Though. Didn't have time. But um, 
Well, you had ten days. The highlights, <laughs> the highlights of uh, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, uh, Woody Allen, is that he, uh, well, didn't rape, but he solicited with his step, was it stepdaughter? Uh, yeah, stepdaughter um, when she was fourteen. Fact file. Fact file. It's got a seven point seven out of ten rating on IMDb. Um, 93% critic, 83% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Written and directed by Woody Allen of Woody Allen fame. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one hour, 34 minutes long. Sorry. Um, the tour guide in the movie was played by Carla Bruni, who was the first lady of France, being married to Nicolas Sarkozy, the president of France at the time oh of filming. Oh my God. She is fit. And when she speaks, she's even fitter. No, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, I forgot she, you oh, were French girls. Spoilers when she's reading the book about the last. I was like, oh, just talk to me all day. <laughs> fucking hell! Talk to me. Talk to me. And she's fit. Tom Hiddleston didn't know this was a time travel movie when he met Owen Wilson on set. He asked him why he wasn't in period clothing. This is because Woody Allen usually only gives actors the script pages for their parts and nothing more. Oh. Uh, this is Woody Allen's first movie to gross over $100 million. Um, Woody Allen rewrote this movie to fit Owen Wilson as he wasn't the first choice for the lead. Oh, who was? I don't know. Who well, that's a shit fact. <laughs> uh, Rachel McAdams and Michael Sheen started doing it for reals during filming of this movie. <laughs> yeah. She's fit too. Well, but they don't even share a scene together. Yeah, they do. Just oh, fair with him. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of a completely different person then. I was thinking of uh, the guy who played uh, Hemingway. Cat oh. um, Fuller received low wages for this movie, stating that it actually cost him money to work on the film. I don't know who that is. But since this movie, he no longer has to audition for roles. Oh. Um, he's the guy who plays the dad, uh, the woman's dad. Oh, okay. He's the um, pathologist in Psych. Yeah, the bald one. Mm. Yeah. Woody Allen won Best Original Screenplay Oscar for this movie, and it was nom- he was nominated for Best Achievement in Directing. Fact. Um, he also won Best Original Screenplay at the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes. Um, Owen Wilson has a Baker number of two. Owen Wilson was in The Big Year with Steve Webber, and Steve Webber was in My One and Only with Kevin Bacon. I'm surprised he hasn't got a Kevin Bacon number of one. Same. We haven't had one with one yet. Oh, no. Um... Budget for the movie was an estimated seventeen million, and worldwide gross was one hundred and fifty-four million. And that is my fact file. Fact file done. <laughs> fact file completed. <laughs> fact file completed. Oh god. Fact file finished. Midnight in Paris. Play by play. Play by play. Mm, play by play. So, we open with some lovely shots of Paris. Yes. Seems very empty, but uh, from everyone who has ever been there, knows this is bullshit. Like 28 days later in London, we see a lot of famous landmarks and are treated to a lovely bit of clarinet. Goes on a bit longer, I think. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it did seem a bit... Oh, that's another thing I need to put on my notes. <laughs> Three minutes, 30 seconds. Oh, to be honest, I can just say it now. I didn't like the music towards the end because it kept on going on for ages. Like that same bit of music with the fucking... What, the clarinet? That or the 
guitar or whatever it was. I was just like, oh, for fuck's Or the sake. Billy, uh, not Billy Holiday, who was it? Um, the Let's Do It song. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, he does, but it's to set a tone for the whole entire film. I like And uh, the <laughs> three minutes at the start, go on. <laughs> go on. Go on. No, and now when I heard the Let's Do It, what, what's it? Let's fall in love. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't. Please do it. Yeah, I was. Instead of let's let's fall in love, I was thinking let's have a poo. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Let's have a poo. Because I needed a poo. Something making. It's probably just the table. There you go. Um, Let's start the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) off. I'm sure that's one of the songs as well. Uh, (laughs) So the music was do a poo. Even educated, please do it. Let's do it. Let's have a poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are children. <laughs> yes, we are. Aren't you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and a lovely bit of clarinet. Yeah, it does go on for about three minutes, this bit. Three and a half minutes. Uh, but it is setting the tone for the whole entire movie because it is a bit of a slow movie. And I didn't mind it that much because you did get to see quite a lot of nice shots of Paris. Oh, yeah, there were nice shots. Yeah, but I've been to Paris, so I don't need to see it all again. I was going to say, it doesn't look like that, though. The way how they've shot it has made it look a lot prettier than it is. No, Paris is pretty, but... The amount of people that are there is ridiculous. Like, the shots that they use, like, of the Louvre and of, what is it, the Arc de Triomphe. L'Arc de Triomphe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) The Arc de Triomphe. Why did you do a Stevie Wonder <laughs> thing there? <laughs> the Arc de Triomphe is just, uh, there's no one there. Um, it's just empty. Yeah, but you can use your imagination. Just don't imagine the place being empty if you're there and it's busy. That's what I do. Do you just close your eyes and go, I no, wish I wasn't here? just imagine <laughs> all the people dead. Just close your eyes and imagine the floor, the floor, yeah. Just laid them out. Like 28 days them. later. <laughs> Um, cut to the title card and some credits. That goes on for fucking ages as well. Owen, I'm hoping those college chicks don't come forward. Wilson is waxing <laughs> lyrical about how. Fucking hell. Is that something I need to know about Owen Wilson? Uh, no, I didn't notice about no, he, no, there isn't. There isn't. But he looks like the type, doesn't he? Like, he's like James Franco. Like when you found out James Franco was banging a load of college chicks, you went, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If the same happened with Owen Wilson, you'd just go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, wow. Was he my, the one in Spring Breakers? Probably. He was in that Google one, um, The Apprentice or uh, The Interns. With their the era? No. Well, that's Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I'm on about oh, James, James Franco. Franco. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man and he was in... Spring Breakers. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he was in Spring Breakers, actually. He was the drug dealer in yeah. Spring Breakers. I'll tell you what. That lass is Norks and lovely. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? No, not just her Norks. The, <laughs> she was, she's genuinely like one of the fittest lasses. The one. I can't the remember. One. I literally can't remember. The girl from, this is going to sound creepy, but she is our age. <laughs> high, school, <laughs> high school musical. The oh, brunette. okay. That's fine. She is fucking gorgeous. They were all fit, to be fair, and one of them had a cracking pair of norks. <laughs> right, we're not shit doing spring. Now. We're not doing spring breakers. Oh, that's <laughs> not. It's a shit film. So, um, yeah. So we cut to Owen Wilson. Wilson. I was going to change that with um, 
I am probably less successful than my brother, Wilson. But I think Owen Wilson really? is probably the most successful out yeah, of all the Wilson that. brothers. Like, Definitely more, fa- more famous than Luke <coughs> Wilson. Yeah, but he did old school, and that was a fucking class film. Didn't Owen Wilson do old school as well? No. Did he not? But they Will do Farrell appear in... They both appear in Tenenbaums. quite a lot of yeah um, Wes Anderson films. Uh, so he is waxing lyrical about how beautiful Paris is and how he would like uh, would have liked to be there in the 1920s. He's talking to his fiance about how he'd love to live there and write books instead of movie scripts. We get a shot of the lilies that Monet painted in real life. His fiance is Rachel. I can't believe she is 41 McAdams. She is fit. To be fair, this film was in 19, uh, sorry, 2010. 2010. So she was only 31 when this film was done. She's probably still fit now, though. She is. Yeah. I, I looked it up. She is. Like, when I looked up, she was 41. I went, oh, she is really fit. And then realised, oh, it doesn't matter. She was 31 when this was done. I should have come up with a better one, though. Um, I'll never be better than The Notebook, McAdams. <laughs> never seen Isn't it. that the film with the gooey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it you. is a shit film, though. Uh, they go to a fancy hotel to meet McAdams' parents. They hate the French, uh, but Owen defends them while putting his foot in it. Uh, Michael Sheen then pops up out of nowhere. Forgot <laughs> he was in this film. <laughs> uh, he is friends with Owen's fiance. He tries setting up a dinner date, and Owen is trying not to go. But McAdams tells them uh, they are going. Cut to Owen and McAdams back at the hotel. Owen is acting jelly and thinks Michael Sheen is a bit of a dick. True, he is a bit of a dick in this film. They're all dicks. They are. I do say that a little bit later. They sound so pretentious at times, (laughs) because they do. Cut to the dinner date. They are walking around uh, Versailles. Michael Sheen is a bit of a know-it-all and he explains the whole point of the film. What found where? Versailles. Versailles. Versailles? Yeah, the Palace of Versailles. That's not what you said, though. I said Versailles. Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> Please have a big bag of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting fact. You oh, know that <laughs> has nothing to do with this. <laughs> kind That's of. even better. I'm so glad you interrupted with it. You know the Treaty of Versailles in mm. 1919? Um, it was signed on the same train. Um, yeah. that, Isn't yeah. that cool? Because Hitler just took uh, it yeah. and he made them think, I thought that was... Uh, it is very good. I was very impressed the first time you told me and then <laughs> I remembered it the second time you told me and now it's just... So do, you want say, do you want to say the full fact for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. Just... <laughs> so basically, in 1919, when the Germans surrendered, they surrendered in a train carriage. And then what Hitler did when he was taking over the entire... Western Europe, he got that train carriage from Paris, took it to Berlin, and then got them to surrender in that same train carriage. Because he's a bit of a knob. I'd do that too, to be fair. Because you're a bit of a knob, and you're a bit of a knob. No, it was just... Other comparisons with Hitler Hitler and Zell. I mean... That list is long. Read more on my blog. (laughs) Zellishitler.com. You're probably going to buy that as well. And not bother putting a blog up and just put Jennings is a dick. <laughs> His methods were wrong, but let's leave it at that. <laughs> His methods were wrong, but I, I don't mind killing 8 million people. Well, I mean, Stalin killed 20, <laughs> so true. he's worse. Well, 
Um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Doesn't fucking matter. We're, not, we're talking about Midnight in Paris, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just clearing my throat. <laughs> Cut to the dinner date. They're walking around Versailles. <laughs> At least say it right. Versailles. There's Versailles. No... Versailles. Ver fucking Versailles. <laughs> Did you know about the train carriage? <laughs> It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You wanted more input from me, Jenny. Yes, this is what it is. I like it, but bloody hell. (laughs) Go to the dinner date. They're walking around the (laughs) site. Michael Sheen is a bit of a know-it-all, and he explains the whole point of the film by uh, talking about golden age thinking. Nostalgia is denial. Denial of the painful present. Yeah, because life is shit. Um, cut to McAdams and her mum walking down the street after looking at jewellery. The mum isn't too happy with Owen as he wants to move to Paris. Bit weird. He can have a dream. Uh, cut to the double date again. Sheen argues with the guide. Who is the first lady of Paris, I've just found out. Yes, she's mm. the first lady of and Paris. And is fit as hell mm. and sounds sexy also, as hell. Also, looked it up, he was actually wrong. Obviously, oh. that's the whole point of the film. Yeah. That he's just a know-it-all prick who is actually quite right. Oh, yeah, no, but it wasn't ever confirmed. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm it that he was actually wrong. Um, um, Camille was the mistress and Rodin was married to Rose. Right, okay. Like the film said. Um, so, yeah, he is a bit of a dick. Cut to he a party. He says that, it's, um, you know, that Camille was the wife. I know, but and the, the guide says no. That's not yeah. right. And he's, so a, he's the like, no, no, it is. Yeah. So the guide was right. Yeah. What's yeah. Saying? But why did you look into it? Surely they did make sure that the guide was right. They wouldn't say that the guide is wrong. I just wanted to confirm that he was wrong. <laughs> this is an asinine I argument. I don't get what wrong with that. That was just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. What? what? For him to look it up. Yeah. He just wanted to make sure, so like. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Just because he cares, like, no need to take the piss. Um, so, the guide, he, he argues with the guide. He is a bit of a dick. Cut to a party on a rooftop. The mum, dad, Sheen, his wife, Owen, and McAdams all seem like the high society bellends, but I'm probably just jealous. Uh, <laughs> no, Sheen's wife just took a sip of wine and said, oh, what is that? It just hit me as if the wine had flopped its dick out. They are bellends. Uh, yeah, I agree with you completely on that. Uh, that They are just all high society pretentious wank shafts who have far too much money and are bellends. Uh, cut to the street and Sheen and wife says they want to get their dance on. Owen just wants to walk. And McAdams would rather have a dance. So she goes dancing and Owen gets lost in Paris. The clock chimes midnight and an old school car shows up. They tell him to get in. So he does. So he does. Surprised he doesn't get raped. Uh, because that is more likely to happen than him going back in time. I know, right? Would you get in? <laughs> would you Would you, go, would you have got in that car? I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have. I, it was really sus. <laughs> if I was drunk, I would have got in that car. I've gone into random cars drunk. Uh, yeah. you have. You've told us about that, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Turned out to be a soldier from Fiji. <laughs> How big was his dick? I don't know. <laughs> I was drunk. 
You just gobble gobble, don't you, when you're at that point? <laughs> you don't say no to a soldier from Fiji. It was very lovely. Dropped me off home. <laughs> Afterwards. After you wiped your face. Again, I was drunk and I didn't feel sore in the morning, so who knows? Maybe I fucked him. <laughs> Sorry, soldier from Fiji, if you ever hear this. <laughs> just listening at home with a tear in his eye. <laughs> Best night of my How life. can he not remember? <laughs> um, where did we get off to? Yeah, so they have a dance. Uh, he goes off in a car and doesn't get raped. Um, also, side note, Owen calls it a poo, a poojo, a poogoat. Like, a Peugeot. He doesn't call it a Peugeot. He's American. I don't give a shit. You call it a Peugeot. No. If you're what American, you call it? you call it the way you think you were supposed Look, to. Look, poogot. A poogo. I mean, poo-goat. if that's your complaint, <laughs> then poo-goat. you're an idiot. He says it really st- stupidly. It's a Peugeot. That's what it is. He's a bellend. Uh, it just annoyed me. Anyway, they drop him off at another fancy hotel and take him inside. He stands in the middle of the room, pulling the confused Owen face number three. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, uh, Lass walks up, telling him he looks lost. Swerve, it's Zelda and Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, he still doesn't realise he's gone back in time and he can't believe it. What did they write? Because I don't know who the fuck they are. Scott Fitzgerald did... Um, oh, what's it called? The... I want to say Great Expectations, but I'm fucking Charles Dickens. Um, it was the uh, party one. Midnight in Paris. No, he didn't write Midnight in Paris. No, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say again to the podcast what film we're watching, we were reviewing... Um, so Scott <laughs> Scott Fitzgerald did um, uh, Great Gatsby. That's what he did. Uh, so he's the same Scott Fitzgerald as an F. Scott Fitzgerald. What's the F stand for? Franklin. Fair enough. Fact. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know him that well. Like I didn't go back in time and see him. <laughs> like uh, he gets taken to a swing swinging hotspot, and Owen still has face number three. He then starts to believe, and hold on, are you talking about the <coughs> bit where there's this random woman is just dancing in front of them? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, with a scarf. My note for oh, that. You've bit, got a note for this. Bit. My note for that bit was, why isn't she doing the robot dance like the <laughs> Japanese lady from <laughs> Sushi? So I just, I just wanted that to happen. Our most popular podcast, Dead Sushi. Let's just reference it all the time. <laughs> now every time I see a woman dancing, like a you want them to do own, the robot. I want them to do the robot. She was fucking tits in that film. That robot dance was amazing. That was a good robot dance. Um, and they get into... Wait, sorry. Uh, yeah, and then he starts to believe and get into it. And they then take him to another bar with Ernest Hemingway. At Zelda, Scott and Ernest seem like bellends. Ernest has a go at Scott for banging Zelda instead of writing. Hemingway gets a bit aggressive, but agrees to uh, get Olive uh, Owen's uh, novel read. So have you got it? Absolutely. Um, Hemingway is a more pretentious, more talented, less fat, less bald Jennings. I bet. <laughs> I, I bet he's read Dante's Inferno. <laughs> he would have. He would have. Um, I really like Hemingway in this. Actually, um, he wrote Old Man at the Sea. Um, so really good book, and he went to Cuba and he loved it. <laughs> like, 
Um, he probably had a good time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw a, there's a golden statue of him at his favourite bar in Cuba. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite good. Anyway, but he's a very good act, uh, actor, a very good author. Uh, <clears throat> Hemingway gets a bit aggressive, but uh, agrees to get uh, Owen's novel read uh, by G- Gertrude uh, Stein. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who that is. I'm guessing quite a powerful person during the 1920s of uh, arts. Sounds kind of Jewy. I- I'm pretty sure she was a Jew. Imagine telling Pablo Picasso he's wrong about his art. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen goes to get it. But Swerve, he's back in the future. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Cut to the hotel room and he tries to explain the night he had, but McAdams dismisses him and takes him furniture shopping with her mum. To be fair, if you told me at midnight, well, I'd just gone back in time to the 1920s in Hull, I'd be like, you're talking shit or you've had a... yeah. You've had an aneurysm. Um, the mum gets pissy at him for not wanting to pay 20 grand on a chair. She is a bellend. <laughs> I do call them all bellends. Cheap is cheap. Cheap is cheap. And that's the reason why I'd rather buy cheap. <laughs> because it's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Cut to the street. He got lost down. Uh, he's brought McAdams with him. Uh, they are too early and McAdams gets bored and fucks off. He tries to figure out why it didn't work, and the clock strikes, and the Pugo turns up. Hemingway's in it, okay, and gets a bit depressing about war. <laughs> I do remember that bit. I was quite happy when he uh, it was just, uh, uh, yeah, words. <laughs> uh, he does get quite a bit depressing about how shit war is, um, which is fair. I like the conversation of um, him fearing death. He doesn't fear death because he's found the love of a beautiful woman. Oh, that's nice. And he says, do you fear death? And he's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's my number one fear. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when you're having sex, you're not thinking about death. That's what he says. Honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's going really wrong. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was thinking more... Oh, Blew I off want... my face. <laughs> I was thinking more, I want to die rather than have sex. That would be... Or the... <laughs> Too deep in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> right, no guy's ever said that to you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Is it in yet? <laughs> I'm glad you did that in an Australian accent as well. Call that a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've played <laughs> penis vulva before. <laughs> You knew my ex. <laughs> right. So, uh, they're too early. Oh, yeah, we've done my bit. <clears throat> yeah, so it turns a bit depressing. Uh, Owen has bought his manuscript and is thrown into an argument about expressionistic painting and a fit lass who was Leo's dead wife in Inception. That's where she's from. No. Uh, she's fit too. That's just because she speaks in French. That's the only thing you need. You don't need anything else. She's pretty attractive. She is pretty attractive. Needs but... a bit of meat on her, but she's all right. Mm. A bit too skinny. Mm. Like I might start watching French porn just for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet 
but it's real good. <laughs> I wonder if there's an Inception porno. There will be. No, I've not found it yet. No, maybe there's not. She's a Picasso shag piece in this. Uh, Owen chats up Leo's wife as they talk about going further into the past. And we get more stories about historical figures. And Owen is like, wow. Wow. Thank you. And <laughs> is shocked by them all. Understandably starstruck, uh, starstruck, but I'd be more freaked out by the time travel. So, yeah, he's met all, he meets Picasso, he meets loads of people, and he's starstruck. But he's not like, how the fuck is this working? How the hell am I going back in time? This is his second man. I, mean, I was quite used you, to it. <laughs> you, he knows how. The car. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes back to his hotel. Uh, he then gives himself a pep talk that he isn't going mad. Got to more furniture shopping with the mum. Owen wanders off again and looks at a gramophone and then McAdams grabs him so they can go on another double de- date with Sheen. They go to the Monet Flowers exhibit. Um, like how they cover the whole entire walls. It's lovely that. Like, I really wouldn't mind going to see that. But it would be full of fucking people if I went. Um, Sheen burbles on about it and then they see the painting from last night. So the painting in which they were having an argument about the expressionistic... Uh, yeah. Yeah, this was satisfying. Uh, Sheen says something, and Owen shits on him, and looks happy with himself. Uh, cut, like to, cut to... <laughs> cut to a dinner with the parents. Owen has ducked out, and McAdam says how she is going dancing with Sheen. Turns out the dad is having Owen followed. Uh, cut to Owen back in time again, having a... Hang cut- on. <laughs> Ooh, um, Sheen's other half is in is ill in bed yeah so they're going out just together. like Charlie said <laughs> she's in bed with a bad oyster I just imagined an oyster in leather <laughs> uh, oh, whipping it <laughs> what oh, I, you bad Mr Oyster <laughs> when you said a bad oyster just then I just thought she meant vi- vaginal problems <laughs> like, <laughs> that's if he'd said bad clam, maybe. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Oyster and clam, there's not much difference. I don't know, I hate fish. <laughs> it's shellfish. Very shellfish. I mean... <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Everyone loves a pun. Yay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right, so... I uh, got to a dinner with... Yeah, we've done that bit. Uh, cut to Owen back in time again, having a good time with a ca- in a carnival at a carnival. That's sorry. <laughs> I liked it when they said, "We know he, we know one thing. He doesn't go dancing when he goes out at night." And then it just cuts to him dancing. <laughs> He's not really dancing though, is he? Yeah. yeah. You dancing, pick on the most shitter scenes. <laughs> I liked it. I wrote well, it down. Fuck at you. least he writes <laughs> notes. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Don't you judge me. Um, so he cuts to a carnival uh, with all his newfound friends. He starts chatting up Leo's wife again. Hemingway comes in, asking her if she has ever shot... Uh, yeah, so he comes in, and this is his chat-up line, and I fucking love this chat-up line. Has she ever shot a charging line? Do you want to know how it feels? <laughs> so, yeah, I really like that. I might use that next time. Good line. 
Oh, I might have fucked it up. Then he says, have you ever gone hunting? And done hunting, say, like, for a bargain, maybe. Yeah, well, Owen says, for a bargain. That's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Leo's wife. Owen takes her outside and then they both wank off about how amazing Paris is and then walk past a load of prostitutes and Owen burbles in charming. They then see Zelda trying to kill herself, so Owen gives her a Valium and she's cured. <laughs> or I presume, as we never get to see what happened. <laughs> so she's just trying to kill herself, literally goes... Oh, calm down. It's all going to be fine. Here's a Valium. And then cuts to the bar scene and we never see Zelda again. So she probably did kill herself. I've not seen the historical context. So. I'm surprised I mean, you go, it worked. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> That's what I should have done. I should have said, it worked. <laughs> um, so, cut to Leo's wife and Owen talking about his up-and-coming marriage. Um, she freaks out a little and buggers off home. But happy days, he meets Salvador Dali and explains his situation. He was a funny character. Yeah. Um, Dali seems to like rhinos a bit. <laughs> Rhinoceros says. That's <laughs> what he says. <laughs> this is painful. Um, so, yeah, he likes rhinos a bit too much. Uh, cut to the hotel room, and McAdams says they've got to go to Sheen's dinner party. With there, you missed out a whole chunk where he explains to the guys that he's from the future. Yeah, he does, but no one believes him, and no one gives a shit. And to be fair, it's more than likely that this is an aneurysm in Owen's head than actual real life. So even you though we found out. The mood. <laughs> well, no, because it was just a bit boring. The only good bit was uh, Salvador Dali just talking. Dali. <laughs> yes. Rather me a pit bull. <laughs> It just reminded me that Dali was a bit of a fucking psycho. But he also, like I wrote this note as well, it's, on, it's actually in the uh, IMDb trivia where he tells them that he's from the 2000th millennium, which would mean the year 2 million. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just don't believe him. And you wouldn't, would you? Like, oh, I'm from the future. Are you? Are you really? Well, they don't say that. He goes, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because they make it into a wanky um, artistic argument about aren't we all in the future and past and yeah. present and isn't this all a bit different? And it, it's a bit wanky. It's um, worth mentioning. I think you should leave out a whole chunk of the movie just because you didn't like it. It's not it. a whole chunk. <laughs> it's a play-by-play. It? It's about three minutes. Yeah, that's a chunk. <laughs> just because you liked it doesn't mean that I had to put it in. You, you can write it next time. Cut to the hotel room, and McAdam says they've got to go to Sheen's dinner party. Uh, then we see Owen asking the guide about if it's all right to have an affair. So he's asking Sarkozy's wife if it's all right to have an affair. Pretty sure he did have one. Uh, cut to Owen being picked up by T.S. Eliot at midnight. It's surprising how many famous figures want to hang out with Owen Wilson. I know, right? He is also being followed. Uh, by a shady character. Cut to Gertie Stein's house. Uh, we find out Leo's wife has fucked off with Hemingway to shoot uh, to go hunting in, I think, Africa somewhere. Um, to Clank Count uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, wasn't it? Oh, yes, that's that's where it was. So Kenya. Um, but uh, does Owen... Kenya's in Africa? Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, but Leo's wife has fucked off uh, with Hemingway, but Owen does get some good pointers 
on his book. Cut to McAdams fucking off with her parents to Sheen's for the weekend. We then see Owens walking down by a famous river. I can't remember the river's name. Seine. Is it the river Seine? Probably. It's in Paris. Well, if it goes through Paris, <laughs> then yeah, it will be that one. Um, and then by some Cole Porter. Ah, that was the dude who's in it, uh, yeah. Cole Porter. And gets the guide to translate a book. So he finds this lass's book. A diary. In a flea market. Well, she wasn't famous, so... That's lucky. Uh, yeah. And, well, no, because the I subject mean, matter in that book... He time travels. That subject matter in that book is about Picasso and is about a the muse of many a different uh, person around that time. It would be in a museum. It wouldn't be in a flea market for if him to pick If it was found. Up. And one... He can't speak French. I don't care. He can't read French. I don't so care. So he's literally reading this book, doesn't understand any of it, buys it, and oh my God, it's the diary of the woman I'm in love with. I mean, it there's time travel in this movie, Jennings. <laughs> yes, there Get is time. Get over it. Mm. Get over it. Right. So he gets the guy to translate a book. It turns out to be the diary of Leo's wife saying she's in love with Owens. This diary should have been in a museum. He finds out she had a dream where she got some earrings off him and they banged. So Owen steals some earrings that from right. his fiance. Underpants off. <laughs> <laughs> that was his un- underpants off moment. Oh, right. I thought that's what you did. <laughs> uh, he got some earrings from his fiance. Uh, but, oh no, McAdams and the parents have come back early to fuck up his plan. He has been caught red-handed with a present in his hands. Uh, dressed up and wearing cologne... Uh, but he talks his way out of it somehow as they talk shit about Moonstone. Um, she also finds out the earrings are missing and blames the maid. But Owen, inverted commas, finds them and in the bathroom. So that whole entire scene, it, I'll, I'll go into the review about that actually. Because, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so blames the maid. Like, did anyone have any notes on that at all? Or? No. No? No. It was a funny scene. Uh, this film wasn't funny at all. Oh, I thought there was some quite funny bits in it. No. Oh. Well, we'll get on to the review of that. Uh, cut to him buying some earrings um, and then going back in time. He goes to Leo's wife uh, straight away as, she, as he wants to bang. Uh, they go for a stroll and he kisses her and gives her the earrings. He thinks he is in, but a carriage comes out of nowhere and picks them up. They've gone back in time again. She is loving it. Owens just wants to get his dick sucked. <laughs> we then get wow. the golden age argument from other people, and Leo's wife doesn't bang him and stays in the past. She meets some quite—I I can't remember their names—but some quite famous like, artisans. Pretty much time. what he did when he went back to the twenties. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, cut to the 20s. Uh, Gertie tells Owen the book is great and that Hemingway says his fiance is having an affair with Sheen. Uh, so, he's read the book. Um, obviously, he's art mimics life and life mimics art. So, obviously, he says, Oh, right, yeah, you're, you know that one. Why is, does he not realise she's being banged? He says, That's called denial. Yes. The river in. <laughs> get out <laughs> cut to Owen confronting McAdams and she calls him insane 
This is a fair point, as Owen says that Hemingway told him about it. <laughs> Turns out she did bang Sheen, and she says so. But it's fine. It's yeah. a romantic three-day <laughs> three weekend, it's fine. So she says, so what? Does anyone care about... Uh, oh, so I've put, does anyone care about fidelity anymore? Apparently not. Uh, she gets annoyed when he tries to break it off. Uh, even though she just banged Sheen. Like, why would she want to stay with him if she's just banged him? She, she doesn't like him at all. I don't know why she's with him in the first place. No, because he's got money. Money. Mm. Yeah, but her parents have money. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think she doesn't it, want to bang her parents there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can die. She can bang them to death. <laughs> um, I think it's more about the stature and everything like that, and that they kind of have some sort of relationship. Well, obviously they have a relationship with fiancé. Uh, <coughs> sorry, my throat is going. Uh, I I understand why they don't want to. Well, I don't understand how they got to this point without going. Right, yeah, this is a bit of a shit relationship. Why the fuck? Well, are we she's still not in interested it? in anything that he's got to say. She's always dismissing him, and it's just I was annoyed for him. Why doesn't she just bang Sheen all the time? Anyway, um, the parents somehow come into the middle of it. And blame him. Um, yeah, so he he does really well here where he doesn't say that she's actually had an affair on him. Like, he just goes, look, I just want to break it off because we're completely different people. Like, I'm not on the same wavelength as her. Instead of going, well, that bitch just <laughs> shagged uh, Michael about 20 minutes ago. What I mean, he did me? travel back in time to buying the French woman, so he's got no grounds Yeah, but he didn't through. do it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he would have done it, given the opportunity. Yeah. He gave her earrings, I guess. Yeah, he was going to steal his fiance's earrings to give it to some lass so he can bang her. Um, so, they, yeah. Then we get to see what happened with the detective following Owen. <laughs> it's funny. quite funny. I'm not going to spoil okay, that, that bit of the film. That, see, that one was quite funny. Oh, yeah, one funny moment. Great. <laughs> Cut to Owen sat outside a cafe and then walking about all day. Uh, it gets to midnight and he is stood on a bridge. The lass he bought a Cole Porter album from comes up to him and said, and they flirt. Uh, she says she doesn't mind getting wet and the film ends. That she doesn't. <laughs> that was wet. one of the notes that I laughed at. But that she doesn't mind getting wet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be fair. She's that, a bit too young for him. She is a bit. That's the college girls thing. <laughs> if it ever happened, you just go, well. I'm going to start with my... I'm going to do my review now. So... Right. This is Woody Allen's wet dream put to film. He even has the young girl chatting him up at the end. I'm guessing he would have cast himself in the main role if the studio would have allowed it. But this doesn't take away from it being a good film. With a, uh, with a nice message about living in the past, thinking it was the golden age at any point in your life, is taking away from the present... And that life has always been shit. Uh, it is a smart film and it doesn't disappear up its own arse all the time by using humour to stop it going too far. This was uh, like a feature length version of Goodnight Sweetheart. A bit more American and a bit less adultery. Um, three out of five stars. Mark. Okay. Um, time travel movie. Owen Wilson, Woody Allen. There's no way I wasn't going to see this movie. 
just I'll watch any time travel movie basically if it's got time travel in it I'll watch it that's just my thing <laughs> have you watched Prime? find him a time travel porn film Prime. and watch it Prime yeah I haven't watched that yet I've heard it's weird, really weird and fucked up yeah but it's the most realistic time travel movie I mean that's Okay, doesn't matter. Well, back to the future. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, it gave a great sense of the romantic side of Paris that it's famous for. I've been to Paris, wasn't overly impressed, but this movie makes me want to go back. But I was 14, 15 when I went, so maybe that's why I didn't like it so much. Um, I like how this movie is one giant, oh, look, there's X and there's X, like for every famous person. I really hated in. that. I thought it was just like, this is... Oh, no, but... Yeah, but let me finish. Sharing the difference. <laughs> Um, I like how this movie is one giant, oh, look, there's X and there's X. I don't know if Paris was really like that at the time, but it doesn't matter. I'm not an expert in on any of the famous authors or artists or musicians that appear within the movie and have less on the passing knowledge of them, but you don't need to you don't need to be you don't need to be an expert to enjoy this movie and to meet the characters that he meets along the way. Yeah. Like to be fair, Hemingway, you don't have have to have read any of Hemingway's stuff to enjoy the character. Yeah. Or Scott Fitzgerald or Zelda Fitzgerald. I was worried that I would need to know about these people. Uh, so I, I was worried this movie was going to cross the line of pretension, but I didn't feel stupid being introduced Fuck to off. these characters. It did. Well, it did cross the line of pretension at a couple. In of your times. opinion, this is my review. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's some great jokes with some surprising laugh out loud moments. And I'll definitely watch this movie again. I wanted to give this movie a 3.5, but it feels too low. So Midnight in Paris gets a 4 out of 5 for me. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um, right. <clears throat> Here are my notes. This is going to go really downhill quickly, isn't it? Um, she's fit, as in Rachel McAdams, because she's mm. fit. Uh, they sound pretentious at times. Uh, shot well, reminds me of when I went to Paris. Uh, can't relate as they are rich twats. I don't really care about art or literature history. Don't know the history of any of the writers, so don't know if it's accurate or not. Um, she was a bit of a bitch, but he's a bitch as well for trying to cheat on her. Overall, okay premise. Characters didn't feel relatable. Shot well, and acting was good. I'd have preferred if it was about physics. <laughs> Only because... Oh, do you mean it went going back in time and that they would have met physicians? Yes. Rather, right, okay. Because Sorry. in 1927, there was um, a there massive was that, yes. science meeting um, about where there was like Einstein, Schrodinger, Bohr, um, Dirac, Marie Curie. It was like literally the who's who of physics. Mm-hmm. So if I went back in time to that point, I'd be like, fucking hell, this is great. Not going back to meet some twatty writers and all that shit. Well, this is what I mean by... Two out of five. Yeah. <laughs> called it. <laughs> called it. Called it. Um, to be fair, Woody Allen has made has put his stamp on this film. Like, it's everything that Woody Allen would fucking love. And you can see, it's even got, oh, I want to shag the... Definitely underage girl at the end. She doesn't look underage to me. No, she's like 21 and Owen Wilson is 21, 22. Yeah. Well, so underage for him. Um, It's one of those films where the suspension of disbelief is a good idea. And it's just not... 
Like if you even if you could go back in time to 1920s, you wouldn't you wouldn't meet all these famous people around every corner. But yeah, like I said, I I I, I didn't care about any of the people he met because I'm not into like literature. So the premise was good, but like I said, I'd prefer it if it was about that. About that Science period of time instead. That would have been fucking amazing. But it would have been hard to read, well, not read that, but to It would, it would to have to that. be kind of the opposite. Instead of going back in time, it would have to go forward, forward in time. Into... As in the character from the past would go to that point and then be wowed by all the science. Because if you go back in time, you already know all the shit mm-hmm. that they're talking about. Well, but then you could go back and blow their minds. Well, that's the whole entire point of Owen Wilson, um, going back in time and thinking it's the golden age where everyone is, where it's an art revolution, which, to be fair, it was. Um, And there are huge characters from uh, the art and literature world were all there. I, I, I don't think they were all there at the same point. Like, I think this film does take a lot of liberties. And I think Woody Allen just wanted to go, oh, yeah, I love this. I love this guy. I loved Hemingway. So, oh, he's coming in my... Oh, he's being in this film. Oh, I, oh what would he say if I ever met him? Oh. And it seems more that Woody Allen just really wanted to meet these people in real life and is now living through film. And I'm guessing he has it on repeat in his bathroom, wanking off to it. Give it a two. <laughs> That's a giant leap of so, assumption. <laughs> Midnight in Paris has a randomly reviewed rating of three out of five stars. Which isn't too bad. This is the second movie to get a bag on three, I think. Woo. Yeah, got the same, exactly the same as to separate Naughty Girls. That was a better film. Yeah, one. Wait, I gave it three. Oh, yeah. So I gave it three, you gave it two, you gave it four, two. Uh, That's basic math, James. I know. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. It's not like I did an A level in it. Oh, we're writing shit down. What is it? Yes, mine! (laughs) God damn it. Rocky Four! Yeah, Rocky Four! So next week on Randomly Review, we'll be reviewing Rocky Four! Rocky fucking four, yeah we will. What's Sling Blade about? No, Jennings is gonna hate this movie. <laughs> Rocky fucking four. I'm telling you now, this will probably go be as low as um, Tucker and Dale. No, it won't. It won't. No, it won't. I can tell you now, it won't. <sighs> See you next Tuesday. See you soon. <laughs> Rocky four. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything.